0: Welcome to the Catholic Bride's Podcast. My name is Anne, and I would like to welcome you to my show. On this podcast, we will be talking about what it means to be a Catholic bride, how to prepare for marriage, and how to walk with your spouse towards heaven. I'm excited that you're here, and I invite you to grab your favorite drink, settle in, and let's have a heart-to-heart about what it means to be a Catholic bride in today's world. Hi, and welcome back to the Catholic Brides podcast. I'm really excited today because I'm talking specifically in this episode to all of my engaged ladies. Um, And so it's really exciting. Um, This is really a beautiful time in your life and in your marriage. Um not your marriage because you're not married yet, but in your relationship. And um, I'm really excited to just talk to you a little bit about wedding day timelines. and um, I know that there's a lot of confusion about wedding day timelines. And as a Catholic photographer, I do a lot of weddings and I've seen a lot of different timelines. So I just wanted to record this episode specifically for you because I know that, Catholic timelines can look a lot different than secular timelines. And if you don't have a Catholic planner or a Catholic photographer that you're working with, it can be really daunting to try to know exactly how long things are going to take and how you go about actually coming up with a wedding day timeline. Um, So this is kind of just a shout out to all you engaged ladies. If you're married and listening to this, that's totally fine. You can listen to this and share with your engaged friends. Um, But I just wanted to take a minute on the platform and talk a little bit specifically to the engaged ladies. So you're getting married and you're really excited um, as you should be if you weren't excited. I would be concerned. Um, But I just wanted to talk a little bit about how to plan your timeline and how that kind of should look and um, some different things there to kind of help you along, especially if you don't have somebody else that you're working with um, to help you out with this timeline. So the first thing that you want to figure out, obviously the most important thing as a Catholic bride is your wedding day ceremony and the wedding mass. Um, So you want to figure out when this is going to take place. So your wedding mass is kind of what everything else is going to hinge around because like I said, it's the most important thing. So this is going to kind of depend on the church and also kind of kind of depend on whether or not you want to see each other before the ceremony so you can do it either way um photographers generally prefer that you see each other before the ceremony um just because it's a lot easier to get the things that you want want uh, to done and have time for yourself as well on your big day um, but you can definitely do it either way um If you don't want to see each other before the ceremony, I recommend having your ceremony as early as possible. My husband and I didn't see each other before the ceremony. So making sure that the ceremony was very early was important to us. So so we had a one o'clock ceremony and it was really great um, for us because if you don't see your groom before you get married, you both are going to be extremely nervous. So there's a lot more nerves that go into what you're experiencing, a lot more, not fears, but you're just really nervous if you're not with your beloved. Um, So just keeping that in mind too, when you're making the decision of whether or not to see each other, there's a lot more anxiety the wedding day morning, if you're not seeing each other until the ceremony. So back to planning the timeline. So you want to make sure that you solidify what time you're going to have your ceremony at. Usually one or two o'clock is perfect because that will give you time after the ceremony to do things and also have enough time in the morning to be able to do things as well. So once you know your ceremony, you're going to want to uh, give an extra hour in front of that. So generally for most Catholic churches, it's pretty good to be out of the chapel about an hour before the ceremony. So... This allows for guests to come. So if there's any out-of-town guests that are super early, they're not going to see you. They're not going to really talk to you before the ceremony. And you don't really want to engage with them until after the ceremony because it's a lot. (laughs) Um, I understand that. So making sure that you are out of the chapel about an hour before um, will give you time to freshen up. It'll give you time to take a break. It'll give you time to uh, just have that time to yourself as well and also drink water and eat food (laughs) because those are two very important things that often get overlooked on the wedding day. Um, So making sure that you're taking time for that. So about an hour before your ceremony is essentially you'll just be taking a break so then you'll go about another hour to hour and a half before that so if you're seeing each other before the ceremony you're going to want to do as many family formals before the ceremony as possible so if you see each other before the wedding usually family formals will start about two and a half hours before the ceremony so if your ceremony is at you're going to start family formal somewhere around 11 30 ish for most photographers obviously if you're working with a photographer you would want to check with them and see how much time they need to be able to do the photos that you want sometimes you'll need to start slightly earlier sometimes photographers don't need that much time um, but that's kind of a safe rough rough estimate for um, kind of an in-between time that you might need um, to be able to do that so that would have time for your side of the family your your groom's side of the family and also any basic bridal party pictures that you want in the church. So, as you notice, we're kind of working back backwards Um, and this is kind of intentional because like I said, the mass is kind of the pinnacle of your day. So, working backwards from that will give us the best kind of idea of where your wedding day is going to go and how early you actually have to get up in the morning. Um, So, before your family formals, obviously, if you're doing a first look, you're going to do that. So you want to make sure that you spend time or carve out time for that. So if your first look will probably be about 20-ish minutes because you will get to see each other for the first time. And I like to let my brides that I work with, um, spend a few moments together with their, their grooms because that, Um, It's very important because it's your day, but you also should take time for each other. Um, So making sure that you have a little bit of time there, I think is super helpful. If you're not seeing each other before the ceremony, then you would need less time for formal pictures before the ceremony. So generally you would just take individual bridal party sides before the ceremony. So that would take much less time than if you were to do all of your photos before the ceremony, if that makes sense. So that would make your first look, even um, your first look or whatever you're doing, that would move your timeline up so you wouldn't have to get up as early, um, but it would make less time in the morning, if that makes sense. So from here, before your first look, a lot of people like to do like a daddy-daughter first look, um, which I think is super sweet and um, really a beautiful moment for um, you and your dad. So if you would like to do a first look with your dad, then you would do that right before your first look with your almost husband. So you would plan that probably about 5-10 to minutes um, to be able to do that. And that's not super extensive um, because you will get to see your dad. um, You'll get to have that moment, but it's not going to be as much time as it is when you see your husband for the first time. Um, So about 10 minutes there is perfectly fine for that before that, um, it's a little bit up in the air, kind of. Um, I like to have my brides have a specific time to put on their dress. So knowing exactly when you're going to be getting into your dress is helpful for me and for you and for your mom and anybody else that you want in the room. So if you are, um, wanting to put your dress on, probably give yourself about half an hour to do so. Um, Not if you are wanting to, of course you're going to put your dress on. But When you're ready to put your dress on, it's going to take probably about a half an hour. Um, Usually dresses have a lot of buttons and sometimes we're falling behind schedule. So kind of a half an hour around that time of a buffer before you go into your first look is good. So your goal is a half an hour before your first look with your dad or your first look with your husband, whatever comes first. Um, But if you are giving yourself a half an hour if you're done early, great. Um, But it also gives you a nice buffer if you're running late and you don't have to worry about it because you shouldn't have to worry about things on your wedding day. So once you have the time to put on your dress, you'll know exactly how much time, you or what time, you'll need to have all of your hair and makeup and everything else done. So then from there, you can contact whoever is doing your hair, see how long they need um, to be able to do your hair and your makeup and then plan accordingly and that will give you basically your wake up time, what time you need to eat breakfast, what time you need to be ready to go at the salon. So that's basically your morning. So it's going to start off at the salon um, for usually the typical time is like two hours for hair and makeup, Um, but just starting there and then moving into that time where you're putting on your dress and then the first looks, formal pictures, and then it goes into a break time for you and then your wedding mass. So after your wedding mass is totally up to you. Um, if you didn't have a first look before, you're obviously going to be doing formal pictures right after the ceremony. A lot of people who don't do first looks don't do a receiving line because the receiving line can take up to 45 minutes um, to get everybody through depending on how much time you are going to be um or how many people you're going to have at your wedding. So once you are done with your ceremony, you can have a receiving line. It'll be about 45 minutes. And then moving into either family photos, if you didn't do those before, or moving into um, maybe portraits at a park or other fun activities, whatever you want to use the time after the ceremony to do. So after your ceremony, if your ceremony is done at like two, so. It either will be done at like two or three usually, um, maybe later if you have a later ceremony, but you're only going to have a few hours um, in between. And you probably need about an hour to an hour and a half to do family formals if you didn't do them before the ceremony. So this is another reason why we encourage you to do the family formals before the ceremony. Um, a lot of photographers do because you'll have more time for park portraits or having fun with your bridal party or just hanging out um, with just your spouse (laughs) because it's great to have just a moment together after you've gotten married to kind of soak it all in. So you'll have your ceremony and then you will have approximately 45 minutes for a receiving line and then you can go to the park. Or you can have your ceremony and then immediately do family formals for an hour-ish to an hour and a half, depending, and then um, go to the park after that. And then obviously the next thing that you'll need to be at is dinner. So a lot of people choose to have dinner at like 6 or 6.30 to give them ample enough time to be able to take those park portraits or do whatever you want to do it's totally up to you. The afternoon is a lot more flexible than the morning, especially if you take take all of those formal portraits before the ceremony. I'm <laughs> yet another reason to do that. Um, it just kind of gives you a lot more flexibility and allows you to relax a lot more and you're not really in a hurry to do anything. So that's kind of how you make a, a timeline for your wedding day. Um, it seems super complicated, but just making sure that you have your ceremony time and then you're going to have an hour to an hour and a half on either side of that for family formals and obviously an hour before the ceremony you're going to have that break so you'll have two and a half hours before or an hour and a half later um to kind of play around with your family formal time um but yeah just kind of making that big decision of whether or not you're going to see each other is going to give you so much um Clarity on how to plan your wedding day around that. So, I hope this was helpful for you guys that are getting married. I know a lot of brides that I've worked with have no idea how a timeline is um, supposed to go, and I just wanted to record this episode kind of to um, just kind of help you a little bit in your planning process and when you're thinking about whether or not to do a first look, if that is something you're considering. First looks, I just want to say don't have to be awkward. They're usually not staged You just kind of get to come up to your future groom and tap him on the shoulder And it's pretty low-key and the photographer should just hang back and snap pictures as they happen Um, But yeah, so that's basically how the timeline of the wedding day looks Um, Always if you have any questions uh, about this, you can always just email me and let me know I'm happy to help but it's pretty Um, I don't want to say easy to come up with a timeline, but because they pretty much look all the same, but at the same time, they're all unique. So making sure you know when you are doing the first look or if you're just going right into your ceremony, I think is super helpful. So Hopefully this was helpful, guys. I really enjoy um, just kind of having a low-key sit-down chat with you to talk about this. And I hope you guys are all having a wonderful week. And I will see you again in the next episode. God bless you. You have been listening to the Catholic Brides podcast. If you enjoyed this content, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast. If you would like to get in touch with me, I invite you to either message me on Instagram or send me an email at catholicbrides at gmail.com. I look forward to having you join me again, and I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful and blessed day.